0: Howdy, my friends, and welcome to episode number 164 of the Keeping Up with the King series as we make our way through the Book of Matthew. And we are in Matthew chapter 16, and in this chapter, Jesus has just been confronted by the Pharisees and Sadducees about, uh, well, they want him to, they want him to show them a sign from heaven. And Jesus tells them, a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And they'll be given a sign, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And um, he then goes on to uh, to say this. Well, in verse, uh, well, he doesn't say this, but this is what the Bible says in verse five. It says, "Now when his disciples had come to the other side, uh, because remember they were traveling over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, it says they had forgotten to take bread. And so Jesus said to them." Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. All right, so he's just had this conversation with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he says to his disciples, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And when he says that, they're, they're confused. And they say, Well, we didn't bring any bread, so he must be talking about that. But Jesus, being aware of it, it says in verse 8, um, said to them, Oh, you of little faith, how is it that you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? Do you, Or how is it that you do not understand that I do not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven? Of the Pharisees and Sadducees, then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So, a few things here. Uh, first of all, you, I, I love this because the the disciples are concerned that Jesus is um, saying something because they didn't bring bread, and he's like, "Hey guys, you remember how I fed five thousand people with five loaves?" And how he's fed four thousand people with seven loaves, and how we had like leftovers. Not having bread is not a problem for me. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the, the false teaching, the um that that they were promoting, right? This uh illegalism. And and this is something that Jesus warns about multiple times and is warned about in every single book of the new Testament. And that is the warning of false teaching. And here's the thing about false teaching. We're warned about it in every book. And yet it seems that most of the people that I meet and talk to while they recognize this, don't even concern themselves with the possibility that what they are believing and what they are hearing at their church could be a false teaching or could be false teaching. They, they're not concerned about it. And it's shocking to me. It's almost like people, you know, people think, well, if I'm being deceived, I'll know it. Well, no, the nature of deception is you won't know it. That's, that's what being deceived means. It means you're being tricked. If you knew you were being tricked, it wouldn't be deception right once you know that uh magicians are practicing illusion they're they're doing something to to uh deceive your senses you know it's not magic it's just you're sitting there and you're thinking that was a good trick right you know it's a trick so here's the thing false teaching is subtle and we and this is why we need to continually examine our own beliefs and our own teachings that we need to continue to hold them up to scripture because, you know, it, it's subtle and it sneaks in. And, and, you know, I was at this, uh, at a, a play, a musical a few weeks back with my, with my oldest daughter and my wife and a number of other kids. And it was a, a musical based on, I guess the Easter story, but kind of, it was kind of like a new Testament Jesus story, but they had, they'd taken it and made the whole thing, um, with modern, well, not maybe not modern, but like rock songs, like, so, um, secular rock songs. And so it was kind of given a modern day twist and it was, um, very entertaining lots of lights and lots of singing and lots of dancing and familiar songs and people were singing along. And it was so, um, I guess kind of upsetting to me, Uh, uh, disturbing. That's the word. Because when we sat down, we didn't really know what we were getting into. We knew it was like a modern telling of the Easter story, but we didn't realize that it was going to be told using almost exclusively secular rock songs from the 70s 80s 90s and 2000s and some of those songs they altered the words but what was most uh, kind of disturbing about it was to me when we sat down there was a girl sitting at the end of our aisle a lady that uh told she went to the church that was producing Ah. the uh, the event and she had seen it i think she said seven times it might have been more than that but having her sitting next to me during this event and her exclamations of how amazing it was during it. Oh, wow. wow, Oh, and that's not necessarily what was disturbing. What was disturbing was the star of the show was clearly the devil. The devil had more lines than Jesus, even though in the Bible, the devil only speaks three times. The devil speaks, spoke a lot in this play. And, not only that, but when he tempts Jesus in the garden, he actually is the one who comes up with the plan of salvation. He's the one who says to Jesus, Blood for Blood, if you want them, you're going to have to die for them. And I remember thinking, well, that's weird. And the devil singing songs like Back in Black by ACDC and Um We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister along with the chorus. And Along with these songs, while the devil's singing, I'm noticing that the girl sitting next to me, along with a large portion of the audience, is singing along. And I thought to myself, how bizarre is this, that I'm sitting in a church, with is a bunch of people who are joyfully singing along with the devil. And later on, when Jesus is on the cross, and the love theme from... Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, starts to play. When Jesus starts singing the song from the cross, my wife laughed out loud. Um, But it wasn't a bad, it was just, that was, it was just so ridiculous. Um, and, And the whole thing was just so disturbing. And afterwards, talking with Uh, with my daughter, talking with kids uh, that were there and hearing their perspective. And I, I, my daughter shared with me some of her friends perspective on it. I was very impressed at how much they caught about how in this play, the focus was clearly on the devil. They had lots of songs about prostitutes. Um, I guess they just loved the song Roxanne by the police. And it was just very, very strange that We have this church putting on a play about Jesus, but it's mostly about the devil. And it's all sorts of secular music that's not glorifying to the Lord. And in the end, when the pastor got up and gave the altar call, he gave an altar call where he said, if you'd like to know that you're going to heaven when you die, if you were to die today, would you go to the heaven? Would you go to heaven or would you go? someplace else. Yes, those were the, uh, that, that was the, the, the thing that we were being saved from. Yes. Saved from the penalty of sin known as someplace else. Anyway, uh, all that to say that there were lots of people sitting there smiling and enjoying this play and not recognizing a bit of the garbage teaching that was going along with it. Not recognizing that there's an entire scene dedicated to satan and his demons tormenting people in hell when we're told that the devil uh that well that hell is created for the devil and his angels not for their enjoyment but a place for their punishment and torment so anyway all this to say pay attention read your bible study your bible hold Hold the, your teachers to the test. Hold me to the test. To the test of the scripture. Is it consistent with the teaching of scripture? Don't be one of those fools who says, everything my pastor says is straight out of the Bible, unless all your pastor ever does is just read the Bible. Don't be one of those fools who says, everything my pastor says is scriptural. Because you know what? It's not. It's not. He's going to say things wrong. He's going to get things wrong. And you need to be paying attention. You need to have your guard up. You need to beware of false teaching because the Bible warns about it constantly. And if you're not paying attention to that, well, you're missing and you are going to be deceived. And you probably already are. Talk to you next time.